Welcome to another episode of Your Queer Story. I'm your host, Evan Jones. And I'm your host, Paul Hobbs, the better host. And so he says, you can take a vote. Um, we should run I, a poll. I will run a poll. Um, and it'll be... No, I'm going to run it. No, I'm not trusting you because <laughs> people won't be able to click on me. You and your fancy computer skills will somehow mute my name and nobody will be able to click on me. No, they'll click on you and it'll just go to me No, instead. you're going to gerrymander the polls so that no matter how many votes I get, somehow you still win. <laughs> Welcome to America, bitch. Welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we want to say thank you to our queer veterans. We know we're a couple days late on this episode, but we're going to try to make it up to you on this episode and maybe another one. I don't know. We never know. We it really just, don't. whatever happens, happens and you go with it. Yep. Yep, you half the time we're like, we're going to get two out of this and we don't. And then the other half of the time we're like, we're going to wrap this up into one and it ends up being two. And half the time we're like, this is going to be a 30 minute episode and it's actually an hour and a half. And so. we just talk and talk and talk and Paul never shuts up. And so, but it's okay. <laughs> so before we get into that, uh, before we get into our queer veterans and specifically the discrimination they have faced in the military, uh, what did you do this week? I took down... With my boyfriend, all of the Halloween decorations we had. I'm and very we... proud of you, by the way, because <laughs> I was very certain those were going to be up until at least February. I know you were. Yeah. But we took those down and we started decorating for Christmas. So we have garland wrapped around our porch and we have some lights mm-hmm. up. We're like 30% of the way done. We don't have our tree yet, but that's coming next paycheck probably. Yeah, it's very tastefully decorated. Right? It's really yeah, cute. It is cute. Um, and then what else did I do? I feel like I did so much this week, but I can't remember. I can't remember. Anything. Oh, I hurt my back yesterday. Do you remember yeah. when I got hurt at work and like yep. my back went out? It like it just acted up yesterday, and I was walking and I just like collapsed on the floor. Um, huh. I'm better today, so I don't know. That was weird. That's good. <laughs> I mean, that happens when you hurt your back. Like at any like from then on for the rest of your life, you just don't know when that back's gonna yeah. give out. I literally like got up out of the bed and I like started walking, and then I was just like on the floor. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be down here today. <laughs> Nothing else? Um, no. Go I out. mean, I played video games. I didn't really go out. Um, no, I don't. I feel like I did stuff. But it's probably going to come to me later, but. That's how I feel. I feel like I was running around all week, but I don't know. I feel like last week was so draining with the election and everything that I still feel like I did so much, but I don't know that I did. Yeah. So, I mean, we just ran errands this weekend and, you know, just regular stuff. I can't think of it. I was very busy at work again still, but I mean, that's just how it is going to be. <laughs> You're going to be like that till like February. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just running, running, running. So, I mean, maybe that's also why I feel like I've done a ton of things. I But I've been keeping up with my stuff. So even though I've been busy, I've still been able to do the things that are like really important to me, mm-hmm. like making sure I go to the gym and, and things for my personal self, yeah. you know, and making time obviously for Samantha, my fiance. So, um, yeah, so that's good. But nothing spectacular. I feel like there's a story, but there's not. I... Oh, can anybody hear that? Can anybody hear your boyfriend screaming at the game he's playing? I don't think so. Hopefully no. not. Probably, though. <laughs> um, Such a gamer. He is. So gay. No, I feel like... Why there's, didn't we do anything, Paul? There's definitely something that happened. I just can't something think Something happened this weekend. What happened on Friday? I don't know. What did I do I on had Friday? a three-day weekend. Oh, well, that's nice. Were you off today? Yeah. Ridiculous. I did not have a three-day weekend. My company, like, I feel like I have two holidays a month. Yeah. I literally feel like every month they're like, oh, you don't work that Monday. And I'm like, okay. Well, that's nice. It is very nice. That is very nice. Yeah. No, I'm not getting it. I do get my three-day weeks, or my three days off, what, coming in, like, uh, Thanksgiving, and then 
Christmas and mm-hmm. New Year's and all that, but I didn't get anything special for Veterans Day, so. But anyways, so I guess <laughs> Paul and I have done nothing, even though it feels like we've done so much. Yeah, it was just cleaning for me, like. Yeah, I think that was it. I was just doing a lot of errands, a lot mm-hmm. of laundry. Our laundry just oh piles my God. up. Oh my I did like days. six loads of laundry yesterday. God, I hate it. And you have, you actually have a laundry you have a washer and dryer in your house oh yeah you don't that i don't sucks. so i gotta carry it down I and mean, that's part of the reason why we can like justify putting it off because you got to carry it down to the laundry room you gotta wash it all because we still live in an apartment and carry it all the way back up and then it just sits in the baskets forever because now you've gone through all this hassle of washing <laughs> your clothes now you want to fold them who wants to do that I've been very good. I've been hanging up all my clothes and folding them the second they're done. Since you become, since you got this house, you become quite a little house right? wife. When we lived together and like it was like <laughs> seven of us living together, I didn't clean nope. anything. My room, like you couldn't even walk in it. Nope. You, I like <laughs> ate out all the time. Like I just uh-huh. did not give a fuck. We paid like $140 a month in rent. Like yep. there were seven people living in a house that cost. Exactly. <laughs> the rent was it's $800 true. a month. It's true. And we paid it like $100 each. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it is nice when you're living with five people, eight people. There were seven. Whoever was it. All the people that just came through the houses that we lived in. Because we lived in a couple of them. And we always had many roommates so we could have the rent as cheap as possible. But you're right. That just lends to like sloppy everything because first of all, there's so many people living in this house. And we had one bathroom too, by the way. It, yeah. That was horrible. So when you all these people are living in a house, it's impossible to keep it clean. You just cannot keep a house with that many people clean. Okay. <laughs> and you used to have issues with cleanliness. Oh, I did have issues with cleanliness. But you know what? Surprisingly, Samantha has many more issues with cleanliness than me. Like I was so, I had such a hard time when I first moved in with you, <laughs> the... Well, the first time you were downstairs, so, like, I could ignore it. But then when I moved in later with you and David and everybody else um, in on the East Coast, then I was like, no, this place needs to be clean. <laughs> of course, I was always too drunk to clean anything, but I could complain about it. <laughs> That's the truth, though. That's true. And Half then, the mess was the Amazon packages you were getting every day. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't have anything from those Amazon packages anymore. Not even the little middle finger earrings. I don't even know where those are. But... But yeah, so it's hard to keep a place clean. And then because you have all this this uh, extra cash, you're buying takeout constantly. Oh my God, the amount of Domino's boxes we had. We could have built a fucking you castle. Are, it was ridiculous walking over your Domino's boxes. <laughs> and then you have, what was I going to say? The, you, everybody's got always got their partners over constantly. Between the Franzia boxes and the Domino's oh, boxes. Yeah. That was That's like... what I was going to say. All the going out. And the drinking, like all of that on top of it. So anyways, it's just a pigsty. <laughs> but It was fun though. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was fun. It's also fun not having that. Oh, yeah. It's like, it was really fun. Glad we did it. Also glad. Yeah. A got a lot fun. of good experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So do that kids. When you're in your twenties, go out, live in a pigsty, get real cheap rent, and then you'll grow out of it. Don't worry. <laughs> Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Maybe someone's listening to this, they're 40, they're still living that life. Good for you. Rock on. Right? I'm like, if I wasn't paying $750 a month for my my half of the mortgage, then I would have so much more money. I know. But I would also like have to live with a bunch of people again. You would. And yeah, you don't get your privacy. Mm -mm. 
So, so um, before we get started, we just want to thank our Patreon followers. And we want to give a special shout out to the Knights Wishing Well. As we've said before, it's super cute, super fun, and a great little book. It takes so many classic fairy tales and gives them a modern twist. There's giants with high heels, all kinds of other really fun, interesting things. And it's a great read, read for anyone. You don't have to be queer to enjoy it. Exactly. Sorry. I just got distracted again. But yes, no, definitely check it out because um, it, like we've said, we're not going to stop pushing it because Christmas is still coming. You still need to buy it. Go on Amazon for only $6. You can get it shipped right to your house in two days. It's a perfect little gift. Uh, any experience that you can think of, use it as a white elephant gift at your school party or your work party. So many great ideas. Um, it's different. It's chic. Check it out. Donate a couple to your local elementary schools. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many different uses for it. So, and it's, it's just so unique and different than what's already out there, you know? So you can be the cool hip new person Absolutely. with the Knights Wishing Well by Michael Finling, um, on Amazon Prime. There you go. All right. So enough about all of that. We are going to talk about our queer military veterans this past Sunday was Veterans Day, and if you're not familiar, the holiday originated on Armistice Day, November 11th, 1918. It was the official end of World War I, and a celebration was certainly in order. In 1938, the day was declared a national holiday, and just a year later, World War II would break out. For nearly a full century, on November 11th, we have celebrated and remembered those who have served our country, and though we are still and though we still could improve in financial, medical, and educational aid for all those returning from duty, there are some members who have faced even harsher repercussions. Yes. Uh, I just, sorry, in the middle, I just realized I said almost a full century. I don't know if I meant to put 1919 or if it was 1918. Because if it's 1918, that means it's been 100 years that we've been celebrating Veterans Day. Even though it wasn't declared a national holiday uh, until about 20 years later, it was, um, it has been, I think, 100 years or almost 100 years. I might have put the wrong date, but it was Wait, November Wait, wasn't 11th. Trump just in... Yes. To he celebrate was... the 100 years? Okay, yeah, so then it was, yeah. Trump was just went over to, uh, where did he, was it France, Germany? France. I don't know. He was, fr I think it was France with Macron. Yeah. And he got the shit embarrassed out of him. Well, yeah, because he supported nationalism and because he didn't want to stand in the rain. All the other leaders stood in arms to like, yeah, to like celebrate and to like, you know, mm -hmm. thank everyone. And Trump's just like sitting in his car. Yeah, exactly, because he didn't want to get wet. But uh, you know, but it, I mean, I guess that's what you expect from a draft dodger. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> so back to the veterans and those who have actually fought in wars. Um, so yeah, so the harsher repercussions. So I mean. Perhaps one of the most courageous acts a military member can perform is fighting for a country that doesn't recognize them as an equal citizen. This has been true for so many minority servicemen and women. In World War II, over 700,000 African Americans and 350,000 Mexican Americans, Native Americans, and Asian Americans fought to keep Nazis and fascisms from taking over our country. However, these 1 million plus Americans were denied basic dignities at home. While the government had no problem sending African Americans to die on the battlefront, they still refused to allow these veterans to sit next to whites on buses, in restaurants, and in schools. Latina veterans returned to menial jobs and poor housing conditions. 
Native veterans were returned to reservations, and Asian Americans saw a sharp increase in harassment and open discrimination. So this is all during World War II, right? This is World War II. I mean, we're going to talk about a lot. But weren't yeah. Asian Americans also put in basically put, work camps? They were put in work camps. It's actually really interesting. So uh, Japanese Americans were put in internment camps, mm-hmm. um, which... Of course, wasn't as bad as concentration camps, but it's it's, it's still shitty. Camp. It's still it's America's shitty. way. It, we always say, "Oh, it wasn't so bad." Yes, maybe they weren't executed, but it was a shithole. Oh yeah, and it definitely was not. They weren't at the Holiday Inn. Oh yeah, and you know what? The audacity of the American government, though, is that while they were sending Japanese Americans to internment camps, um, they started drafting Jap- Japanese American men, and Japanese American men were like, uh, "No." thank you, we're not going to do that. You're locking us up in camps. We're not going to go fight for you until you get treat us as equal citizens. So then the um, government just rounded them all up and put them in prison because they refused to fight in a war that they were... I mean, the they discrimination were being... against them was so yeah. blatant <laughs> and ridiculous. And I mean, I for me, I kind of... I respect both sides. Like, I respect the person that's like, I'm not going to fight for a country... That won't let me drink at the same fucking water fountain as mm-hmm. a white person. And I also respect the hell out of someone who's like, I believe in freedom and I'm going to fight for your freedom to treat me like shit, you know? And I also think that while they, I don't know what's in their head, I'm just speculating here, but mm-hmm. I think that they probably thought like, if we fight for this country, we can prove that we're equals. Yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of people who were doing it to like work to attain that freedom for their community oh yeah yeah i'm sure there were i mean and that's and and below below it all it's like you just you love america i mean if you're born here you're a born american citizen there are people that immigrated here to start a new life and america with all its faults still had this freedom of Mm -hmm. hope or it still had this like promise of hope and freedom right and so um i mean there were reasons you know people they loved america they were they were page they were americans and they felt that they were just as valid as every other american even though they weren't treated that way right but i do it's just it really still blows my mind that people were willing to go and fight for a country that that was treating them that yeah way. personally i would have said fuck you so yeah <laughs> if you were someone with a stronger well a stronger stronger mental fight than i am like props Mm -hmm. to you because i would have just said fuck you exactly and that's why i was thinking about how like like people think that patriotism and i shared this and on my social media but people think that patriotism is like wearing an american flag on their shirt and and drinking a bunch of beer on fourth of july and being mad at colin kaepernick because he kneels during the national anthem and patriotism is fighting for a country that discriminates against you even though you know that that will fight Patriotism is fighting for a country even though they discriminate against you. Patriotism is loving a country despite how they treat you. You know, so I I mean, I it's it's incredible to me that people think that they're being patriotic when they shame Colin Kaepernick for kneeling during the national anthem, but they have no problem voting against veterans, the rights of veterans. Or against 90% of the American population. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, voting yeah. against their fellow Americans in general, but especially like when you vote, you're also voting against against veterans. So I shared something on Facebook that said, I'm sure you saw it, it was just like, you can't say you love someone and then vote for vote mm. for someone who like will hurt that person. Yeah. And somebody replied on there who I'm actually very close with and I've known for years, they're like, well, that's not necessarily true. And I'm like, but it is. But it is. You can't sit there... And vote for someone who who vocally says that they're going to work against my community and say you love me. You can't. That's it, not how it works. It doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. I, like, 
I would never vote for someone that said, we're going to get rid of all the straight white people. We're going to deny them their basic rights. I just mm-hmm. wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's hurting another community. I wouldn't even vote if someone was like, we're going to wipe out all the Christians. We're getting rid of the Christians. As much as I oppose the idea of religion and Christianity, I love many Christians. I wouldn't vote for something that was going to hurt people like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't think unless you've experienced, you understand. I yeah. think that's the problem. Well, that is a problem because the majority of Americans have never experienced actual discrimination mm-hmm. because the majority of Americans are straight white people. And, and then you add straight white men on top of that. And they, they have no idea what discrimination is. That's why they think discrimination is you telling them that they can't discriminate against other people. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got to get a lesson. So among those who have served regardless of their country's... Tr- among those who have served regardless of their country's treatment are many queer military members. The consequences for being gay, bi, or trans in the armed forces have drastically ranged through the years yet despite harsh backlash and punishments queer americans have continued to put their lives on the line for their country we can trace our lgbtq veterans back to the first great war the american revolution three years into america's declaration of independence from britain the colonial rebels were struggling our new country was on the brink of losing to its english masters and morale was at an all-time low As Washington struggled to whip his troops into a formidable army, Benjamin Franklin suggested he obtain the aid of Baron Friedrich von Steuben. The Baron had been a rising star in the Prussian military and was once the right-hand man to Frederick the Great. However, Steuben's desire for the same sex was discovered and he was abruptly dismissed from the Prussian army. Surprise! (laughs) Right? All the way back to the 1700s. Not only was Steuben stripped of his career and livelihood, but he was also a public disgrace to his family. However, when Franklin first asked for his help in America, the Baron rejected the proposal. He continued trying to reestablish serving his own country's military and nearly succeeded. Yet just as his application was being processed, an anonymous letter arrived accusing the Baron having taken familiarities with young boys. Truthfully, there are no records to suggest that Steuben was a pedophile. However, all homosexuals of that time were considered a threat to youth, and still today. Exactly. It <laughs> hasn't stopped for like a thousand years. Nope. Eventually, the Baron took Franklin up on his offer and fled to America. It does not seem that either Franklin or Washington cared about Steuben's orientation. They are probably all just having a big gay orgy. <laughs> um, there, I think there was some of that going on in in the American Revolution. And of course, a lot more than all the men are away from their wives. Like it's just gonna happen. You're out on the battlefield. Well, this is still in the time because, and here's the thing that was that was surprising about Steuben is that. This is still during the time where it was acceptable if you're in the military to have sexual relations with men. It's just when you come home, like, you're done it's, with that. Yeah. Like, so it's surprising that he would lose his military career over it. And I think the reason was because he was open. He was openly yeah, gay. that's the thing. He exactly. wasn't just, you know, oh, we're, we're, we're two men out here. We've exactly. been away from our wives. Couple for, bunnies. <laughs> yeah, we had a few drinks. We've been away from our wives for a couple months. You want to just try some things? <laughs> right, He's exactly. like, no, I'm gay. No, no, no. Well, we're, let's, uh, let's like bro back mountain this thing, and then uh, we'll go home. You get married. I'll get married. You know, whatever. Meet up once a year. Whatever. No. <laughs> That's probably why they started so many many wars back then. (laughs) Time to find another war, boys. All the wars in history were caused because men wanted to have sex with each other and not get in trouble. That's exactly it. They're just running around, lighting shit on fire. Like, oops, I guess we're going to have to fight France again. (laughs) So, um, anyway, so, but yeah, Franklin and, uh, which Franklin was a notorious 
bisexual. Okay, so, like, he obviously didn't give a fuck. But if Washington didn't care either, he knew that um, Steuben had been really um, discharged from the Prussian army for being gay. And he was like, I don't care. Well, the like, thing is, they're fighting to start a new country based on freedom. They can't, exactly. You can't, can't be like, we're not here. <laughs> right. Well, we're, we're working on freedom, but it doesn't include gay people. Exactly. So... It didn't include black people, though, so... Yeah, that, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, it didn't include women. A lot, of, a lot of restrictions on their freedom. But hey, he was okay with the gays. So he had one thing going for him. <laughs> So General Washington assigned Alexander Hamilton and John Lawrence as Steuben's aides. It is rumored that all three men carried on a romantic friendship. History also suggests that Steuben was open with the troops about his sexuality and met little, if any, resistance. In a short amount of time, the Baron had transformed a ragtag militia into a veteran army. He wrote a drill manual that is still partially used today. And he wasn't all work and no play. He also threw wild parties where attendees had to come pantless or completely nude. Of course no. he did. Of course he did. <laughs> no, it's just, um, we're going to have a party and you can't wear your pants. It's, it's not gay. It's from my country. It's just how we do things. It's a German tradition. You know us Germans, we love to walk around in the nude. Hey Christians, do you own a business? Are you an author or an entertainer? And would you like a great way to grow your audience? Well, this commercial slot could be yours. For just $20 a month, we can advertise your show on our podcast. And as a rapidly growing queer content source, we want to help get your name out there. So if you want even more promotion, you can just choose our $30 tier to get ads and links on our website. And for only $40 a month, we'll review your product on our YouTube channel and link it to all of our social media. So go ahead, send an email to your queer story at gmail today or reach out to us on social media via messenger and let us make your business a little more queer bye Bye. so the baron seems to have fallen in love with william north and the two always enjoyed a relationship with benjamin walker after the war after the war (laughs) the baron adopted both men which was a common practice among gay men for centuries which we also talked about in our episode on bayard rustin yes um when he died he left his estate to his lovers yet despite being a hero of the war his name has been erased or skimmed over in many history books though his influences continued to live on Uh, smithsonian historian eric trickery tricky wrote of steuben Though his name is little known among Americans today, every U.S. soldier is indebted to Von Steuben. He created America's professional army. Yeah, you never hear about about Von Steuben. You hear about Lafayette, who people also think had a romantic interest in Washington and may have been gay. But, um, like, you hear about, like, if you know your American Revolution history, you know Von Steuben, but if, but... A lot of people don't, and um, a lot of that is attributed to the fact that he was very open, mm-hmm. and, I mean, he never, like like you said, he was open about it, he never tried to live with a woman, he wasn't, he wasn't a bachelor, like, he was in love with North, and um, we don't know if he and um, Benjamin Walker had a relationship, but North and Walker had a relationship, so they just had a whole little thing going on there. They were in pantsless parties, like... Pantless. I mean, they were living the gay life, I'll tell you what. And then America gained their freedom, and they're just living in America. America had no rules then, I'll tell you. There was Everybody no just, rules back They all then. had their own currency every state. They were just <laughs> literally doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Whatever the fuck they want. They're like, we got freedom, baby, and this is our country, we're going to do it how we want. <laughs> While Friedrich von Steuben's affairs could be shrugged off by a society still used to the idea of military men having sexual relationships... 
As time wore on, it became harder to be a queer serviceman. As the country grew and developed, strong issues began to defy the new and expanding colonies. Within 100 years of declaring independence, the nation was at war with itself. North and South battled on the grounds of slavery. And it was about slavery, and I don't want to hear any motherfucker tell me that it was not about slavery. It's just about my Southern heritage. It's It's about state rights. What were the state rights? It was about state rights to, like, tariffs and stuff. What were the state rights about tariffs? So that they could place tariffs on their slaves. I am so tired of people talking. <laughs> whatever lane you are. So we didn't like the North interfering on our affairs. And what was the North interfering on? Slavery. There's no <laughs> issue that doesn't trace back to slavery. Not at all. Nope. No. They, they just, they want to come up with their own things. <laughs> and the thing that blows my mind is that in Indiana, there's so many Confederate flags. Oh, I can't stand it. And Indiana fought for the North. Exactly. And it's all people, my southern heritage. Your fucking family was from Indiana. What southern heritage do you exactly. have? Exactly. You've you... never been you've never been below the Mason Dixon line. What are you talking about? <laughs> Your family has no southern heritage. They fought for the North. I saw more Confederate flags in Indiana than I ever did in South Carolina. I lived in South Carolina as a child. I go back to South Carolina every Sunday. We went Sunday. to Richmond, Virginia uh-huh. for like we just like road trip and we just ended up there. Yeah. There wasn't a single Confederate flag. Yeah. The only people care about are fucking idiots. I've seen more more Confederate flags in goddamn Matt Webster, Massachusetts <laughs> than I did in the South. Okay, people of all places, like, God, come on. Come on. Massachusetts, I'm <laughs> disappointed. But then again, you, a- well, I'm not going to say you assholes, because you know what? You pulled through. By the way, if you're wondering, yes on three in Massachusetts was was voted in, which just kept trans protections in um it kept trans people protected, but the fact that it was even on the ballot is it's just bullshit. Like, in Massachusetts, come on. You guys are the first to legalize gay marriage. Like, what the fuck? Of all places. Of all places. I could see that in, like, Texas. Which, yeah. I mean, that's just how it's been, but, like, <laughs> yeah, Massachusetts? Right? Really? Yeah. So, anyways, but, um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's, um, Indiana is obsessed with the Confederate flag. I, I mean, and not even, like, southern Indiana. I'm talking, like, north Indiana. We grew up in north By Chicago. Indiana. We were 40 minutes from Chicago. Exactly. We're, like, what, two hours from the border of Canada? Mm-hmm. And we got fucking Confederate flags all over the place. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I don't know. We were talking about the north and south. So, um... Among those fighting for true equality was a little man by the name of Albert Couch Cashier. Among those fighting for true true equality on the north side. What God. is he doing up there? I don't like know. Jumping. He, you act like you've never heard him play a game But he before. doesn't jump like that. He's like uh, jumping out of his you've seat. You've never been below him because I used to live below you guys while you played your games. And I can promise you, David has always sworn and kicked He's always the ceiling. <laughs> Or in okay. the floor. Maybe he has kicked. I didn't notice. So, <laughs> at 19 years old, Albert enlisted in the Union Army's 95th Illinois Infantry. The year was 1862, and the Civil War was in full swing. Albert trained as an infantryman and then shipped off to join General Ulysses S. Grant in the Army of Tennessee. During one of the battles, Albert worked reconnaissance and spied on the enemy. Of course he did. His ass walked, hello everyone. I am here to um, visit. Yeah. Gays are the best spies. Who's um, gonna, who's gonna like... Albert wasn't gay. Oh, well... Well, he, actually, he might have been gay. I don't know. Well, in my mind, he's gay. Gays okay. are the best spies, because who's gonna suspect a gay man? 
They're all like, this is another fucking fairy. Get him out of here. Like, they're not going to be... He's just wandering in the camp. You know these guys, they're always showing up just wandering in our camp, <laughs> trying to get into our pants. Exactly. Like, they're not going to think but, they're a threat. Uh, I can't stand it. Come over into my tent, you and me alone, and I am going to drill you on why you're here. And I'm going to drill you real hard. You're not going to be able to wiggle free. <laughs> so he was captured, but fought to escape and returned back to camp with the needed information. The 95th saw a heavy combat and is recorded to have traveled over 9,000 miles on foot while Cashier was a serviceman. When the war ended in 1865, Cashier was honorably discharged. His fellow soldiers regarded him as a hero and a true patriot. Upon returning home, Albert took odd jobs in the town of Sonoman, Illinois. Never heard of it. Neither have I. I don't know. But I guess it's there. He lived there for the next 40 years, building a home, obtaining employment in different government facilities, and being a contributing member of society. He paid his taxes, voted in the elections, and in 1907, he began to collect his military pension. In 1911, though, Albert was hit by a car. And I don't know how, Albert. I'm so sorry. I know you're a veteran, but this was the Model T. They weren't going that far. Wait, in 1911, weren't they going like five miles an hour? <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. You weren't paying attention. He was a lot older at this time. But uh, I and people weren't as used to cars then, so maybe they didn't realize what they could do. <laughs> I'm not they sure. were only going like it's just you could run faster than a Model <laughs> T, but I'm not judging. You're a hero, and I get it. It's like that, those Family Guys episode where it's like, eh, and then they just fall, and they fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's just like there's no way this dinky little thing could run me over. Maybe he was like playing with. I don't know. He was hit by a car <laughs> and unable to work. He was moved into soldier's home in Quincy, in Quincy, Illinois. There, he was visited by many surviving members of the 95th who wanted to see their old buddy and hero, Albert Cashier. But then, in 1914, Albert was moved to an insane asylum because of his deteriorating deteriorating health. It was there that nurses discovered he had female genitalia. Immediately, Albert was moved into the women's facilities, forced to wear a dress, and an investigation was launched by the U.S. military. His pension was frozen, and six months later, he died. Bullshit. This is bull- This guy lived his entire fucking life as a man. Like, his entire life, he fight- fights in World War, or fights in the Civil War. He's a hero. He collects a pension. He spends 40 years working in this town. And in the last six months of his life, these asshats are like, nope, put him in a dress. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, so going back to, did I tell you my mom what? got hit by a car? No. I never told you that? No. So my mom calls me and she's like, I have something to tell you, but I want you to know it's not as bad as it's going to sound. And I was like, okay, what happened? I thought like something really bad happened. And she's like, I was leaving the school and I got hit by a car. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I was walking through the parking lot and I got hit by a car. And I started laughing because I'm sorry, but my mother is the most clumsy person I know. And like, if anyone I know is going to get hit by a car, it's my mom. And I was just like, in my head, I could just picture my mom just like, like full family guy style, like going up in the air and she's fine. She's like going through physical therapy there's no serious no broken bones nothing mm. like that but like i was just like mom wait this just happened no this was like oh okay a few months ago now maybe oh why did you tell I me i thought i told you i thought you I brought did it up not tell me kim but, i'm sorry he doesn't tell me you but i was like mom i'm sorry i'm laughing but like your mother got i'm hit not by surprised <laughs> samantha's brother got hit by car but it was because he was working at a school 
uh, like at the automotive school and some idiot like wasn't paying attention and they had the car on a lift mm-hmm. and then he like pushed a button and the car rolled on to oh my God. Austin. Yeah, he was, was he okay. Well, I mean, now he is. He was in a cast for like a year. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And then the school was like, oh, not really our fault. Maybe your fault. They, <laughs> they fixed they fixed the issue. So um, anyways. So yeah. So people getting hit by cars. Apparently it's a thing. It, more than we think. Yeah. I still don't know how Albert managed to get hit by that car. <laughs> Uh, he got, had to have been older though, because I mean, he fights in World War II, or I keep saying World War II, he fights in the Civil War, and then he, and he enlisted when he was like 17. But I mean, even at that point, the driver of that car, you're going so slow. If you see this old man walking across the road. Yeah, what's the driver of the car doing? And it's not like, it's like, you can fucking see, there's not a hood on the car, there's nothing. it's literally just an open, like. It's probably like, I don't know how to stop it, Maggie. I don't know how to stop the blast today. They didn't teach me that. I barely know how to drive it. There's like He's a four-year-old like... walking on the side faster than the car. <laughs> She's running up to, Albert, get out of the way. Albert, there's a car coming. <laughs> so. I'm sorry, Albert. But poor Albert, he died without any dignity after being a hero. And like even to the point where his friends were coming and visiting him in the soldier's home. Like that's how much they remembered him. And he had to be you in know? a fucking dress. That's a... so. Bullshit. That's such that's so disrespectful. But you know, so and so like we had said, the the board, um, the veterans board or whatever had frozen his pension because they were like, Well, this is fraud because he's you know, he said he still he fucking like, fought for them. How are you? Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well they they did change their minds, so So however, it seems that the board had a change of heart after Albert's death. So we fucked you over, but now that you're dead, you know what? We, we're sorry. We changed our mind. Yeah, sorry. So he was buried with the full with full military honors, and his tombstone read Albert DJ Cashier, Company G, 95th Infantry. Though the military honored those who served in the Civil War, social attitudes began to harden against a perceived rise in homosexuality. Truthfully, technological and industrial advancements were calling people of all walks of life to the other to these cities. And in the cities, communities were finding one another. Professional people of color were joining together. Intellectuals, scientists, and non-believers were bonding, and the queers were brimming to the and the queers were brimming in the nightclubs and city parks. The eruption of World War One drove urbanization harder, and the end of the war brought a newfound appreciation on life. Couples who had hidden in the shadows, individuals afraid to dress and present as their true selves, now came out openly and flagrantly. And that is all we have time for on this episode, but we're going to pick up next week with World War II. So World War One, um, this was a kind of time, like, it's not that there weren't any queer people that served in World War One. There's just not, not a lot of documented uh, cases. I mean, we don't have a lot of documented cases of, of anybody before World War Two, and then it really starts to take off. Um, and then the attitudes in World War One were still kind of like, there was... It was, is I think in 1916 they start to like rise, but you know, um, we entered World War One in 1914. Um, yeah, with the sinking of the Lusitania, it might have been 1912. Uh, no, I'm thinking of that. That's the sinking of the Titanic. So the sinking of the Lusitania in 1914. So, anyways, so we entered World War Two, uh, World War One, and they started to see that they didn't have rules. So, like homosexuals were starting to come out. You right. know, like we said, they're they're fl- fleeing to the cities. You start to have um, Hollywood and entertainment. 
queer art and homosexuals are starting to get to that point where they're starting to be more out we're just about to hit the 1920s which saw an explosion of queer yep. culture Lots and of fun stuff going on there. the military <laughs> yeah and the military starts to notice um hey we don't have anything in place to keep these queers from being in the military meanwhile all the quote-unquote straight men are like you know what we're out like it's fine we're not really gay exactly right yeah they're still late it's like everything's shifting so now it's not acceptable to like hook up with your bud buddy in the military but people are still doing it mm-hmm. and now it's not acceptable to be queer even like i don't know it's a very odd shift in american perception because we suddenly go from like hey whatever do you to we need to be upset and this is also like the rise of like the temperance movement so like people are like you you can't have alcohol anymore alcohol is destroying america gays are destroying america America. women voting are destroying america satan worshippers are destroying america everything all the bullshit like there's so much the great awakening this is like where the first wave of evangelicalism has hit the, the nation and like and people are riding on it, and now there's for all this moral reform. This is how we're going to save the country. So all that good bullshit. While the country is heading towards prosperity. Yes, exactly. As we're yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're taken off as a country. We're doing great. There's it was a very tumultuous time. The early 1900s. It's always been a tumultuous time in America. <laughs> Pretty much because <laughs> the problem is while other countries have continued, well, not all other countries, but most other countries who are around our level of like where they're at in the world. Like, you know, the European countries and stuff, they're all moving in a more progressive direction. Mm-hmm. And every president in America, we're like, oh, we're making great moves. And then we get a new fucking president and they're like, actually, we're going to fuck all of you over and we're going to remove all your rights. And then we get another president and they're like, we're going to take another 10 steps forward. And then we get another fucking president and they're like, all right, we're going to take eight steps back, America. <laughs> like, we're just slowly inching our way forward. Meanwhile, so, all the other countries are like rapidly pacing and yeah. getting so much more ahead of us as far as social and like societal norms yeah i also but i mean you also have to remember like i wish we would take their direction but like other countries have had hundreds and hundreds of years whereas america's only had a few hundred years and that really does make a difference in maturity like we are the teenagers that think we know everything and we're gonna do it our way and all these older countries are like okay go ahead you guys keep trying to figure it out you know that's just how america is but um if you're looking for a recommended resource um you could check out lady valor it is a documentary by um about Kristen beck i believe she also has a book of the same title i'm not sure but you can follow Kristen beck on social media she is a veteran um she was a navy seal who helped take out osama bin laden she was a navy seal for over 20 years um she's a hero as any hero could be and then after leaving the military she came out as transgender um, she is openly fights for queer veterans, for veterans in general, but especially queer veterans. Um, she's an incredible person to follow on social media and also her documentary and her book are great. So you should check it out. I, like I said, I'm pretty positive. It's Lady Valor, Lady Valor, but check out Kristen Beck. Um, she's got a lot of great stuff out there. Um, and, uh, we're also going to include some, uh, resources on this post for yeah. any, um, veteran you know yeah. different links to veteran um networks queer veteran networks yeah. anything we can find there's glbd glbt veterans.org that just has a lot of information for queer veterans um and there are, there are a lot of associations out there so anyways so 
Next week, picking up with World War II, continuing continuing on to thank our veterans, especially those who are minorities who have taken on the challenge of fighting for a country that has not always respected you, that still does not respect you. And we want to say thank you. Uh, thank, uh, and the transgender soldiers are currently facing this right now. Yeah, a lot of issues, like left and right. It's one thing after another. Yeah. One thing gets squashed or like they like get quiet about it, then just something else comes up out of nowhere. It's come, yeah, exactly. And so those of you who are currently serving, despite the way this administration is treating you, uh, the re- I have the highest respect for you. So thank you for that. Yeah, thanks. And um, and make sure you check out us on, and follow us on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at Sandwich. And you can follow me on literally anything, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, at the Paul Hobbs. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But follow me mostly. All right, guys. We love you. So uh, stay queer. Don't get on the battery. You succulent sapphists. We love you, our little allied hookers. Bye. Bye.